You're 3,000 feet above the trees in a hot air balloon. Your significant other gets down on one knee and pulls out a box containing a ring. You realize that this is the magic moment you've been looking forward to. Because there's never been a better time to test drive the 2019 CLA Coupe at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. With its sleek silhouette, unrivaled performance and technology, the CLA is your dream ride. Visit MBUSA.com slash CLA to learn more. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, Hardik. Thought we said goodbye last night. I turned in house till it seemed that you had gone. But here you are with the dawn. Wish I'd forget you, but you're here to stay. It seems I met you. When my love had gone away Thought you'd stay up saying to you Good morning, heartache What's new? Stop home me Good morning, Hardik. You're the one who knew me when. Love Talk Radio. For whatever reason you refuse to feel this space we're in, to know it's. In- yeah, we're going to pump the brakes right there. I just felt like doing a little R&B thing by my. Cousin, Mr. Augie Johnson from the group Side Effect, that was good morning and uh, good day to you guys, wherever you may be. This is I am Indy. I'm your host, Lamont Patterson, coming to you live today, Wednesday, hump day. You know, Big Boy Upstairs made it possible for us to see this day, and um, hopefully we'll do something positive with it. We have a great show lined up for you today. We have this dynamic artist coming to you. Shortly, Mr. Trevor Drury. Let me see if he's in the building. Trevor, are you with us? Hey, hey, hey. Can you hear me? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, loud and clear, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so glad up, you... man? How you doing? I'm fantastic. So glad you could uh, take time to come through and chat with us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. Oh, man, we hear you doing big, big things out there in the national model role, man. I hope you can teach me how to tie a tie. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out, but uh, I, could, uh, I could try it. I could try it. <laughs> 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 For sure. Cool, cool. 
Hey, well, listen, let me give you a short introduction. Today we have Trevor Drury join us, musician, model. Uh, Trevor's a musician, international model, who's graced the stage of Detailed Magazine and worked with such notables as designers as Himes, did I say that right, Robert Geller, Timo Whalen, Mylon Britton, and Tom Ford. In just a few short yeah, years, Trevor's modeling career has contapulted to the top of the industry, walking the runways for Tom Ford and serves as the face of brand's beauty. And 2016 holiday campaigns, as well as Mac Cosmetics Halloween campaign, and Trevor, with no doubt, is a very, very talented artist and singer-songwriter. So, Trevor, welcome to the show again. Glad to be on. Glad to be on. Man, is that what they're saying about me now? That's some, that's some pretty crazy. <laughs> Say that again. Whew. Is that the kind of stuff they're saying about me now? That's um. Pretty notable stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. You you the big you the big cheese now in the in the international <laughs> model world, man. Shoot, that's what that's I'm a saying. Really, Before really you... big deal. Really, yeah. <laughs> well, give us a good. Tell us about that, Trevor. You know, and then we're gonna jump to your music. But tell us about a little bit about your modeling career and how you got started with that. It's it's pretty um. It, it kind of happened by accident. Um, I was in uh, Germany uh, with a friend of mine, and this was probably uh, 2014 or something like that. Um, uh, and uh, I was in Germany. We were hanging out, and this person that we were with was like, hey, uh, have you ever thought about modeling? And um, I had thought about it, but I had no idea how to get into it. So he took a picture of me and sent it into an agency. And uh, it just kind of three weeks later, I was in New York City, and it was a it was a whirlwind. It was crazy how it happened. And then it just, you know, like one step after the other, things just kept happening. And and here I am. <laughs> wow. So I know yeah. you're juggling. I know you're juggling two careers. I mean, do they ever kind of bump heads with each other? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. It's. I, I think if you're so somebody juggling two careers, it's music and modeling is probably uh, two that go really well together. Um, but overall, it's it's pretty smooth sailing I mean um, they're, they're really similar in, in a lot of ways and, and so it, it doesn't get it doesn't get too difficult but sometimes the traveling aspect of it and the uh, uncertainty is it, it, it's hard to plan it, it's it's not easy to to be able to sit down and say I'm going to do this and then this and this It's it's pretty sporadic and crazy, but I think that's what makes it kind of fun. <laughs> it definitely keeps her out the boredom, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, I think I read somewhere you started playing uh, keyboards as early as eight years old. I did. Was that, was yeah, that, my, uh, was that a was that a choice of yours, or uh, was that, you know, your parents say, look, you got to take piano lessons? Yeah, that was um, 
That was mom. She brought an electric piano home uh, one day in the back of the car. I no idea what it was because it was in a million pieces and we had to assemble it, which uh, we did with dad. So it was fun. It was like a family effort. And, yeah, she put us in, me my and my brother and, and sister, uh, put us all in the piano lessons. Um, but I really took to it. I uh, A lot of people, um, they thought that I would, you know, kids would hate taking piano lessons. But it, it really spoke to me. And um, it's kind of my first love in, in a way. So I just stuck to it. And, and it kept building really naturally. Well, that's a wonderful thing because uh, my family tried to get me to play piano and keyboards at a young age, and I hated it. Really? <laughs> yeah, I hated it. I, I ended up with a saxophone for 18 years, and now I kind of yeah. wished it was the other way. Yeah, that's what a lot of people say. I hear that a lot, that people um, – I've I played around with saxophone a little bit. I got a soprano sax in my closet right next to me, and uh, – uh, it's it's a lot of fun to play, but a lot of people, um, a lot of people say that they were forced to play piano and then they stopped it and, and they really regret it. I, I've always thought that was kind of interesting. It seems like the most popular instrument to people, and then they really regret that they hated it. So I'm yeah. glad that I stuck with it. I'm glad you did too. Because I'm, I'm quite a bit older than you, and I know, you know, when I was in church and doing my whole little thing, I mean, it seemed like everything else was a little bit more popular than keyboards at that time. And then later on, then it became, you know, the greatest writing instrument. I mean, if you could play keys, you could, you know, pick up a guitar and vice versa. But, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I miss that, and I'm one of those guys that regret it now. Well, hey, never too late. Yeah. <laughs> you can get it. I'm I'm trying to learn guitar now. My sister, uh, my sister just picked up guitar and and she's a monster at it. I, in fact, it's my guitar. It's a really good guitar. I I, I bought it and I didn't know how to play it. I bought it. I was like, I want this guitar. It's like from the '70s. It smells real cool, and it's awesome. It's a great guitar from Martin. It's beautiful. Um, and I had no idea how to play it, but I bought it. And uh, then the modeling kicked up and come back, and all of a sudden it's now her guitar. And <laughs> she plays it way better than I do. So I figure, all right, I'll let, her, I'll let her have it until I find some time to pick it up. And I've always loved the idea of being like a really great guitar player. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna uh, thank you for your sister, just in case <laughs> she hasn't done it already. Look, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, maybe maybe soon she'll be on here sharing the interview with you. Yeah, she probably will. I think I might include her in uh, some uh, some records coming up. I, I I was in New York and I wrote this song on on guitar. It's just a few chords and nothing too fancy, but. You know, maybe maybe we'll get in the studio and and put her on put her on it and that would be pretty cool. Then she could come in on the video interviews and, and all that kind of stuff. I think she'd love that. Right, right. Well, 
Trevor, tell us about uh, uh, your new single. I know you're from the 70s. Well, are we doing I Know? The one I just released, it's a bit confusing. I've got I Know You from the 70s, which uh, was remixed because the production quality on the first one, there was some, like, technical issues and stuff like that. So we were re-releasing that one. So people who haven't heard that, that one's coming out. And uh, it was initially released in July, um, but it's being re-released. It's going to sound a lot, a lot better. But the uh, the newest one I just released was um, "Trip to the Water," and uh, I don't know if we have that. Do you guys have that one? Yeah. Which one would you like me to play first? I think I have that also. Oh, you get to play both. Yeah, awesome. get to play both, sir. You the man. You the man. You the man. No, you the man. You the man. Um, I'm the man trying to be. I'm the man trying to be the man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we should go for trip to the water, uh, because. All right. It's uh, I like it. I like that one. Just released it. Um, just had a few reviews come out on it and and whatnot, and uh, it's 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 a song just about kind of. It's like coming home in a way it's it, I find that it, it, it's interesting because people either people either really love it or they really hate it um, and uh, I tend to stick to the people who really love it but I think when you when you hear it you'll, you'll probably understand why it, it's, it's a bit different Well, different is good. But here we go. Yeah. Like I like to tell like I like to tell my listeners, turn the air conditioner up, let the windows down and put your ears on this. This is trip to the water. Took a trip to the water, felt the sun shining on my back. Took a trip to the water, saw my soul. It was swimming fast Took a trip to the water Saw the truth And I was welcomed back Took a trip to the water Now I'm never, never going back I'll never leave myself again Cause it hurts My life flashed before my eyes 
Ganza, mm-hmm, check. Lip gloss, check. Mascara, check. I am Indy with the homie K. Biddy, check, check. You listening to Blog Talk Radio, baby, and I love you for it. Mwah. Trevor, I like it. <laughs> you like it? Yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm hearing, I'm hearing, I'm hearing, you know, I'm one of those producer, actors, record label artist type guy, so my head and my music taste kinda of all over the board, but I'm I'm hearing uh movie soundtrack or um really big and something like that, but just my thought. I've I've thought about that too, but I uh I'm I've been inspired a lot by that kind of you know, movie soundtrack, theatrical um stuff. So I think that that definitely comes into the into the song and um I'm glad you I'm glad you like it. That's Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well I'm hearing it. I'm hearing the movement in it, you know. Um was that you tickling the keys, the ivory? Yeah, yeah, all of it. All of it was me. I, I um I went into the studio and laid down the piano and the voice uh at the same time and then um worked with uh Producer named Marshall Marshall Leathers. It's a pretty awesome name. He came down to um, my house, and we have a RV that we set up. All the equipment with the skirts and mixing equipment and everything, and, and for pretty much locked ourselves in the RV for a solid week or something, and just nonstop um, produced all these songs and. And uh, it was 
It was awesome. So the production, because I don't know, I'm I'm inept when it comes to computer stuff. I mean, I just have no idea um, what I'm doing. Uh, so I I teamed up with him, and it worked great. It was like anything I said, he understood. So I would throw out these really kind of ridiculous abstract sounds, like make it sound like. Uh, a fish is swimming underwater but realizes that he wants air and that there's more to life and make it sound metallic. Something crazy like that. He's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, bro, I got you, I got you, I got you, Bill. <laughs> really? Y'all had some good stuff, stuff down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, Y'all had some good. Hey, look, if he he understood that, man, you guys had some good stuff down there. <laughs> he he got it. He got it. It was it was. Uh, I I was even I was surprised, so I kind of started having fun with it and just threw out some really ridiculous suggestions, and he always managed to to pick it up and and um, to make it work. So that was that was a whole lot of fun, and I think uh, it, it was fun. Of course, but the message came across too. The, the song is a, um, it, it is a very emotional and, and sincere, authentic song for me. Um, right. It was written. It, it was. All the songs I've I've done have been, uh, basically out of necessity. I mean, my form of therapy. I had no plans to even produce them or share them or anything. I just, I just wrote them. Um, and it's kind of molded like this, but had an ability to see my image and feel what I was feeling and, and help it. You know, he played the computer really well, I guess is what I'm saying. No, that is so important, man. That is one of the most important things is because I've seen over the years, over the 30, 40 years I've been in the industry, I've seen so much lost right between, you know, the engineer right in the studio. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, it's, it's got to work. You hear it. Yeah, you're, you're hearing one thing, and, and they're on a totally different page, you know, and... and <laughs> I'm really, I'm really glad you found you found some harmony right there because that's important, man. That is so important. Yeah, I am too. I, I was I was worried um, when the whole production thing was coming together. I'm I'm really protective over over my music and I want it to be uh, portrayed correctly, but I, I don't have the knowledge or, or tools on the computer side. To do it, so I I was really happy when I met him. But he was like the most chill guy I've ever seen, and he laughs at everything that you say. So he makes you feel like you're the funniest guy in the entire world. It's great. It's great, Marshall. If you're listening, I love you, brother. <laughs> you yeah. I was just finna, I was just finna, I was just finna tell you to give him another shout out just in case, because seemed like he deserved it. He's the best. He's the best. That's great. I know we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier uh, in, in regards to you discovering your love for music, and I know your your mom had a lot to do with that. Um, was there anything else that uh, helped you discover your love for music? 
Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I don't know if I could say that there was any kind of specific incident, really. I, I think it just, I don't know. I, I, it's, I think it's just like love in general. I mean, how do you know when you fall in love with somebody? There's not really a, in in my experience, it doesn't seem like falling in love with anything that there's a one moment that makes it happen. It's kind of like a series of things, and then one day you look back at it, and you're like, oh, I think I sort of fell in love with that. And it was sort of the same thing with with music. I just, it gave me um, peace of mind and peace of heart and and it just made me feel comfortable and, and uh even when i was when i was little i i remember going into what was it, sixth grade or something and the the workload was getting so intense man busy sixth grader and all of a sudden i wasn't able to start playing piano anymore so i think that also made me fall in love with it more when something's taken away from you that you love or you think you love, then you can sort of be like, oh, wow, I really love this thing. (laughs) So it was all of that kind of stuff, just the feeling it gave me um, that made me love it so much. And that's always stuck. That's great. I think my introduction was a little, my introduction to music was a little bit (laughs) self-serving. Yeah. My cousin, my cousin had this R&B group um, in the '70s, and I used to go watch them rehearse and uh, dance. And they had all the pretty cars and the pretty suits, and you know all the girls staying around watch them rehearse. And I say, look, when I finish school, I want to do that. <laughs> that was my reason for wanting to do music, because <laughs> they had all the nice toys and all the nice clothes and stuff. It's as good as any as any reason, you know. It's uh, yeah. I, if I were in that position, I think it would be the exact same thing. It was just for me. I had a piano and kind of tucked away in my in my room, you know. But it it, it all suits it. I mean, that that your way of getting into it is frankly a lot more fun, um, and it brings with it a great uh, social aspect. Um, my way was much more uh, just kind of stick in my room and 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 just me myself and in my piano and uh, but now I it, it it means that I have to learn the uh, the other side of it I have to learn the entertainment side you know because the emotional um, construction of it all that comes very naturally uh, right. So there's bits and pieces, you know, no no single musician or way of getting into music is all-encompassing. There's always something to, to learn from it. It makes it fun. You're absolutely right, because with your modeling career, it definitely states that you're not, um, you know, afraid to be on the stage. You're not afraid of the spotlight. And I know the first time I sang, you know, in front of in front of a class or in front of a school, <laughs> 
my first time out, man, I was scared shitless. You know what I mean? It's freaking scary. It's it's horrifying. And quite frankly, you know, even some of the professional gigs I've done many years later has really been the same thing because, you know, you want to be successful. You want to be good. You want to be liked by everybody and and Mm. seem like, you know, the – the adrenaline that starts pumping then, you know, it's almost like you're finna hyperventilate or something. You almost take your own self into a heart attack before you open your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's true, but it's kind of nice thing too. It's like you freak out beforehand, and then you get into the music and you can sort of right, settle down. Right, right. So yeah. it's hey, look, it's just that's great. the first thing, Trevor. That's the first thing, you know. You know, I got two choices now that I'm out here on the stage. Either I can come with it or I can run off <laughs> one of the two. Yeah, yeah, and one yeah. of them is, is a lot better than the other one. Exactly, because mm-hmm. the first couple words come out, then, okay, I'm here now. Then you can go ahead and get into it. Exactly. Yeah. So where do you find your uh, inspiration as a songwriter? Ooh, I like that question. I like that question. Um, you go to church, right? You yes, sir, every you day. You go to church, so I'm assuming then that you've got your relationship with God and all of that jazz. Yeah, I'm a country boy from Texas, man. I had to go to church before I used the bathroom good. <laughs> well... I'm not a country boy, but I get my inspiration from the same not not from the bathroom, but I think it comes from uh I think it comes from God in, in whatever way that it is. I, I and the reason I know that is probably people that and there have been people that hear me say that and they're like, Oh God, you're so full that come off of your whatever. But, you know, they can whatever. I, I, I just know that it these, my ability to write songs wasn't of my own doing. It wasn't like I one day said, hey, I'm going to write songs now. In fact, I tried. When I was first learning piano, I, I just wrote a bunch of sheet music and memorized. But I, I couldn't write a song to save my life. I had no idea. And so then I went to college, going to this math class, and I hated it. It was a stupid math class. And I just didn't want to bother with it. And all of a sudden, it was like God just kind of fastballed some sort of melody into my head. And it was this physical sensation of, whoa, what is what is that? And I heard this, which is stuff from my other uh, acoustic album called The Start that I just did for fun. But all of a sudden, I could write music. And I went back to my dorm, and I... I it was very amateur, but I plugged it away in the garage band with my piano and and recorded it and and all of a sudden I had this ability that I never had before. And songs just came. And the way that everything is is played out it's it's like I don't know how God works but I know that he, he does. <laughs> If that, if that makes any sense, the, the way that makes everything has, has played out. So the inspiration, it comes from that. I, I never take credit for my songs. I don't write my songs because 
there was a moment I had no idea how to write songs. I tried to write songs, but I couldn't. So I think the second I start taking credit for it is the second I'm going to lose it. I really don't want to lose it. So it it comes and it comes from wherever inspiration is. I I don't know I don't know where it is, but it, it comes from there. I might sound kooky, but no, that's, that's no, man, I'm, I'm just I'm just blown away uh, with with how you're expressing, you know, the spirit moving through you and you know the gifts that was bestowed on you. Because I mean, for me, it's it's oh man, I can't tell you how awe inspiring it is because the shows that I have done and the, well, I've had this show for nine years, and for some reason, the the guests that I've had on the show has always had a very serious spiritual connection and I don't know where that come from and I don't know how that happens to be but I don't know maybe I suppose to be here doing what I'm doing you know in terms of you know this platform so hey man yeah that's great to hear that coming from you man for real that's uh powerful because I just reaffirm it that's reaffirming to me that Mr. Man upstairs is at work well, it must be. I, I, I. It's just how I. It's just how I feel at it. I, I don't know how it comes into uh, existence, and and there's people that have listened to my songs, uh, um, and they're like, "How the hell do you know what to do? The 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 structures." In fact, I, I, I failed songwriting in college. <laughs> I really did. I had I got I got an F on my only songwriting assignment. I looked back at it the other day. It sounded great. It was an awesome song, but it broke the rules of music, which I thought was insane. Uh, so it, it it's that kind of stuff. It's the same stuff I go back to, like how the only the only class that Elvis ever failed was music. Um, you know, I. I in fact, probably Jesus Christ would have failed philosophy one one. So I don't take any of it too seriously. I just I just go with it, and I'm lucky that that these songs come to me, and I hope people get something out of it. I have a lot of friends that have multiple gold and platinum records. Say that they had to forget everything they learned in school in terms of music. Mm. Oh, there's so much we could. We gotta, we gotta meet up sometime and <laughs> like have a conversation. I like you. You cool. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> well, well, Trevor, um, we're gonna go on to this next question. What, what is your personal taste in music? And I can already tell it's kind of all over the place, but we're gonna let your, uh, let you tell our listeners. But one second before you do that, um, for all. You listeners that just joined in and may have caught the show a little late, it will be available in its entirety um, as soon as the show is over because we want you to catch it from the beginning. Maybe you can pick up some jewels somewhere along the way that could help you with your career. Um, that's what you want you to do, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Indie is, or you can get it at worldmovement.com, or you can get it on iTunes, and let me see, iHeart, Spotify, and some other places. You could also pull up the show. So we want you to catch Trevor Drury from the beginning. Okay, Trevor, I just had to throw out. Oh, one other thing. 
If you want to call in to holler at Trevor right now, the call-in number is 347-308-8747. Press number one on your phone. We'll be glad to have you. You might have a question. You might want to ask Trevor something, and you might even get a signed autograph or something. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Had to put that out there, Trevor. I love it. I love it. Okay. Now I was asking your personal taste in music. Yeah. Tell us about that. Personal taste in music. Um wow. Yeah, that goes it is kinda all over. Um I like music that that says something. Um I like music that I can listen to and it, it brings me to my heart. It brings me to sort of just a place of understanding like I Radiohead I I love uh, any kind of indie um rock alternative strokes killers uh um uh anything that says something true and and honest I I I don't really know if I have specific genres that I stick to. I, I love the old the oldies stuff, you know, the forties, fifties, sixties, um Frank Sinatra and Bobby Darren, Elvis, my favorite and I kinda like everything, honestly. Mm. How about the big band stuff? Love the big band stuff. Love the big band stuff. The the big band stuff was one of the um first genres that kind of got me into it. I, I played clarinet in high school, um, rocked the clarinet. Really, it was like a rock star. Um, I actually have a silver clarinet from the 1920s from uh, wow. Los Angeles. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. But my brother and I, we played this um, uh, video game, Bioshock, and, and we were we were kids when it came out. And, and that was all this really kind of like utopian thing that went super wrong under the ocean, city under the ocean kind of thing. And it was all this 60s decor with the music and the vibe of that old uh, So you're you're hearing, <laughs> how much is that dog in the window? While you're like murdering somebody. So it, it, <laughs> it made old school music cool to a young kid because you're slashing something open while you're listening to Frank Sinatra. Um, you can't not fall in love with it. So that, that music was a, a really big window for me in, in getting into jazz and getting into um, big band, which just always a big stepping stone to get to where I am now. I got an idea for you. Um, yeah. One day when you're in the studio playing around, record something and put some big horns in it. Yeah, I have some. Uh, I have a song that I'm that I'm doing now. Uh, actually, my mom the other day was like, "The song needs horns," and uh, so I'm. I've got I've got some stuff some stuff in mind, definitely. If you want to bring your saxophone by, you know, anytime. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We're, we're guaranteed to get a top ten out of that one. 
Let's do it, then. Let's do it. Yeah, but we both got to be on the cover, though. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> you can't get all the modeling credit. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll oh, both man. do the. We'll both do the modeling face. We'll we'll do the we'll do blue steel. You and me, blue steel square. Oh, yeah. Sounds good, yeah. man. We're gonna have to give. We're gonna have to tell Rick make that happen. <laughs> Let's do it. Tell, tell us about Harry Styles and what you like about his singing style. It's just cool. It's cool. It's got that. Uh, I actually. So I hated One Direction and Harry Styles uh, when I was, you know, when they first came out and they were the new boy band just as uh, every boy that wasn't Elvis hated Elvis and every boy that wasn't the Beatles hated the Beatles, you know, because they're jealous. Right. There's <laughs> no difference for me. Um, and then when I was... Um, uh, but I never had any kind of reason for disliking him. I just decided that I didn't I didn't like him. And when I was in college, they did this course on standing music, and it really opened my eyes to that th- music is meant to be understood in, in so many different ways. You can have it in the background. You can listen and analyze it. There's, there's so many different things you can do with it. And so once I read that, it gave me permission to visit and break down these ridiculous, just egotistical barriers that I had built up um, for my music taste. Because music shouldn't have ego, in my opinion, and neither should right. the enjoyment or listening of it uh, have any kind of uh, ego. And so I listened to this kid, and I was like, wow, there's really something there. And I've I've enjoyed watching his... Um, career uh, blossom over time and, and seeing how he's coming into uh, uh, an image. Um, cause I spent so much time focusing on past generations of, of artists that it's, it's fun to, for me, uh, to appreciate modern day artists of my generation that, um, that I can see where they're going and then implement that in my own, in my own path. But I, yeah, I like his, his style. He's got a really great kind of grit into his voice. And and he's a great, he's a great uh, entertainer as well. Would you say that you, would you say in terms of your musical taste, you're a product of your environment? That, uh, uh, what, what do you mean? Well, I, I, I guess, um, what am I asking? You listen to so many styles and types of music mm-hmm. and the artists that, that you like, and just like, um, Harry Styles, we talked about. Do you feel like, um, you've ingested a little bit of all of this? throughout the mm. years bring you to where you are today? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I think so. I, I think that um, I was just reading this book on, on um, singing that was written in like 1904 before, uh, just before this uh, this radio 
interview and and they were just mentioning that same sort of thing that that uh, imitation and necessity for um for art and and growth just like how they say the best art is the best artists are the ones that steal instead of being original and I don't necessarily ag- agree with that but there's uh, there's elements of all those people that I uh, listen to for Radiohead inspires the ethereal quality of my music and and really getting into sort of that uh, spacey kind of sound and hearing it and understanding it and seeing the point of it, why it sounds that way, what it does. And, and then the people, um, you know, Frank Sinatra, Elvis, uh, Harry, any kind of um, singer that I've appreciated, I, I will, you know, in, in learning to sing, um, I take those qualities and and uh, and I find my own voice through um, learning and, and understanding about other performers. Um, I think uniqueness and originality. Uh, stems from understanding and appreciating, not copying, but understanding and appreciating uh, others. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I agree. I guess I guess my question came from you know again looking at my my journey um, coming up, you know, out of church, you know, listening to R and B, you know, blues. Um, then coming to California, going to a Catholic school, um, end up hanging out with guys that played rock. Um, then I jumped back over to jazz, and all of that kind of helped me formulate, I guess, my taste and my style and my appreciate for all the art forms and um, the talent that has to go in that to in order to perform, you know, um, mm-hmm those arts at a high level. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the same. I think it's the same for me. You know, it's energy is not created or destroyed. It's only transferred. I think it's the same thing for, for learning music. You start off and you, you start with imitation and then, uh, throughout that you find your own, your own voice, but every, uh, every, every artist, there's, there's not a, a single artist you can find, I think, that can honestly say, oh, yeah, I, I've, you know, don't take anything from anybody else. It's totally my own. I mean, you're full of it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with that one. I agree with that one. Yeah. They come in with something new. They got their own thing, their own style. They created this. Yeah. I'm like, well, did, you, did your mother and father ever play any music at home? Yeah. I mean, did your uncles ever play any music in their car? Yeah. Did you ever go over your girlfriend's house <laughs> and their parents were playing music? Yeah. Did you ever go to a sock hop and they were playing music? Yeah. Okay, so I think mm-hmm. you got a little bit of all of that, don't you? And they say, oh, well, now that you broke it down like that, I think so. I mean, come on now. You turn on TV, you hear it. You turn on the radio, you hear it. You may not like it, but you still hear it. Yeah, you're always absorbing it. It becomes your own little life soundtrack but i i think the ones that um i i think equally that it, it's a common in my experience it's a combination of 
um, uh, inspiration from other performers and taking in their stuff as you're growing and developing into your craft. But I also think that there is an undeniable quality of spontaneity, authenticity, and originality that springs from somewhere um, in your being that you can't pin down, um, that every songwriter uh, says sort of the same thing, that they're inspired and, and molded by artists but that when they're creating their stuff, there's elements of it that they have absolutely no idea where it comes from. And it's the same thing, same thing for me. Divine inspiration, I guess. <laughs> Can't necessarily you, be taught. I, <laughs> let me ask you this one. I know this question is out of left field, but somebody asked me the other day, so I'm going to get your take on this one. Can you go yeah. to a can you go to a concert and honestly sit there and enjoy the music without being a musician yourself? And what I mean by that is without being technical, just listen to the music. Mm. Uh, so you're saying if you're not a musician, uh, can you well, honestly go to a concert well, and, you, and fully I'm, I'm appreciate it? You, I'm, yeah, I'm taking you out of the musician because a lot of times when I go to a show, I'm going there to enjoy the music, but I end up critiquing stuff. Mm. You know, I, it's hard for me to turn off uh, the producer, uh, musician brain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I think, I, I think, I, I think so. I, there's, I, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes you go to some some concert and it's just like a oh god, it's real drag, and and you can't help but be like, geez, these guys really don't know what they're what they're doing. Um, so sometimes it, it, it's it's difficult. Uh, it can be nice too because it, it helps you. Um, you know, the really the really crappy stuff can make you think, okay, this is what I would change here, and I would do this, and then all of a sudden. Uh, when the night's over, you're inspired, and you probably go write a song. So that experience maybe wasn't for you to enjoy um, for pure enjoyment's sake. Maybe the reason of going to that concert was to uh, was to inspire yourself and, and grow from it as an artist. But equally, most times I am at a concert taking in music, um, I'm either thinking, what can I learn from it? Um, or I, I just kind of sit back and say, God damn, this is good. <laughs> you know, My brother, most of the time there's, there's something that, that, that I can, that I can take from it. I, I don't think that I'm, uh, I don't think that I'm all that with my music at, at all. I, um, really new to this whole thing and I've had no, no training in it or anything. So I'm just kind of, I'm just going off of it and trying to be, to be myself and be the same throughout the whole thing. Um, and I hope that people see that and that people appreciate it and that it's, uh, represented through the music. Yeah. 
Yeah, we definitely heard it in, in your other song. I definitely can hear, you know, the passion and, you know, the, the sincerity in it, you know. So that's why I first thing jumped out at me was, you know, soundtrack, you know, some movie. Yeah. You know, the way the movement in it. I got, I got that one right away. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that's that's why I do it. Yes, sir. Well, let's jump back for a quick second here um, on your modeling. Uh, was there any favorite places that, that you went that you could tell us about that you would like to hang out more? Ooh, favorite places. Well, I've, I've been, let's see, I've, I've been to uh, London, um, uh, Paris, uh, obviously, California, um, New York, um, probably somewhere else, but I'm probably forgetting it. I, my favorite's New York. I, I love New York. I, I, it's my one of my favorite places in the world. I, I wanna, I wanna get there in the fair eventually, um, but it's expensive. So, if there's any movie producers out there listening, hire hire me uh, <laughs> for music. I need money. I'm just kidding. Um, how about South? I, I how about New York. South New France? My favorite. France. France is beautiful. Yeah. I I. I was there by myself, and I'm, I'm a real, uh, I, I like, I don't like being alone. I, I never have, and I don't do, I don't do very well when I'm alone. Um, so I, I was staying in my own, in my own little place in France, and I, I didn't, I, I didn't really take the opportunities that I, that I probably would now. Um, I'd like to go back, I think. I think France is a, it's a beautiful place. I I was there with my Ricky, who is also an amazing singer. I'm not saying that I'm amazing. She's an amazing singer. Um, but we were we were uh, traveling together, and we had gone to this was before the modeling. We had gone to Paris and saw the Eiffel Tower and and everything. And it, it's a magical place. It 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 really is. Um, it really is. It really is great. So, well, put on your calendar, uh, South France, uh, Cannes, uh, and Medam, the international music uh, conference. It's one of the biggest music conferences in the world. I try to. I try to make it every other year. Um, you mm. really should try to make it there. Um, I mean, you'll love it, and I'm sure they'll love your music there. I mean, they'll love your whole persona. They'd love you there, man, at the International Music Conference. So you should check you it out. Think so? You'll have to, have to give it a go. I'll have to try it out. Yeah, just pull up me down, M I D E M. You see how okay. large it is. It's in, it's in cans every year. Mm-hmm. So I try to make it every other year, man. I mean, it's nothing on the world like it. I mean, people come from all over the world to. Um, you know, buy and sell and trade and license music. Really? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. How would you spell it again? M I D E M. M I D E M. Okay. Okay. Yep. I'll check it out. Yep. 
that's one that's one of the places that I learned that a Frank wasn't a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, everything's a little bit different now. Yeah, like I was so embarrassed when a taxi driver in a brand new Mercedes asked me um for six hundred francs to take me from Nice um to Cannes and I'm trying to figure out what the hell are they gonna do with six hundred hot dogs. <laughs> you know, I was, I was a little, I was a little slow on that one, but I eventually got it. You know what I mean? But that's, I felt so stupid. Really... I learned, I learned now when I travel to go get my currency converted before I get there, so I don't have to just hand them all my money and hope they'll just give me the correct change. Oh, oh no, that's something I that's that's that kind of thing is is what my family calls a. A Trevor moment, because um, I do it all the time. Uh, the, the the best example I could I could probably think about was in, in, you know, we don't get a lot of rain here too often in California, um, and it was raining one day. And I was with my family. Oh, I'm shooting myself in the foot telling this to so many people. Oh God! <laughs> but uh, um, this is probably a Trevor moment right now. So. Uh, it was raining, and my dad said, hey, guys, it's raining. Uh, and just like that, without even thinking, I was like, outside? And um, they just kind of looked at me, and I felt this judgment of, Trevor, where else would it be raining? You know, like it were raining inside. There's some ridiculous... A lot of a lot of Trevor moments. So I vibe with you on the on the the Frank thing, except I, I probably would have taken it a step further and and got him six hundred hot dogs. So. <laughs> well, Trevor, look, we down to the last minute and a half of the show, man. Tell our listeners where they can go get you. Where they can get uh, you can go to uh, com. Very official. Super official. Um, it's got all my links for Spotify and Instagram and, and Twitter and all that. My Instagram handle uh, is Trevor Drury fifty five. Um, so you can see that I, I post uh, modeling stuff and, and some music clips and whatnot on there. So you can you can check that out. But um, I've got more. I've got more music coming up. So if you're interested in it, if you like, uh, if you like what you heard, um, then there's there's much more. I've got a song called Snowy Night. Uh, my next single that is going to be released, I think November seventeenth. Really excited for this one. It's one of my favorites. It's got a really cool, really great sound. So um, yeah. Go go to those places and, and it'll all be there. All right, Trevor. Thank you so much, man. And we're gonna have you back on the show real soon, man. And we wanna wish much much love, great success, man, and continue doing the thing, man. And we're gonna get together real soon. Yeah, let's do it. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. It was great. All right, thank you. Thank too, everybody so much. You soon. I hope you enjoyed the music. Cool. All right. Trevor Drury, y'all. Come back next week, same time.
feet above the trees in a hot air balloon. Your significant other gets down on one knee and pulls out a box containing a ring. You realize that this is the magic moment you've been looking forward to because there's never been a better time to test drive the 2019 CLA Coupe at your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. With its sleek silhouette, unrivaled performance and technology, the CLA is your dream ride. Visit MBUSA.com CLA to learn more. Mercedes-Benz, the best for nothing. Step by step, you've been accomplishing your goals, taking care of your patients and working your way to the top for yourself and for your family. Now it's time for the next step. If you're ready to take your medical career to the next level, SBB College in Bakersfield can guide you to your vocational nursing career in about 14 months, has no waiting list, and offers hands-on training and job placement assistance. Change your direction. SBB College can help you today. Call 661-535-1278 to get started. Classes start soon.